Talking about ghosts. Ooh. Tis the season. Tis I mean, the season for sure. If you're a ghost, it's it's always the season. Right. Really. If you're me, it's always the season. I'm really into ghosts. Okay. Um, I guess we should identify our voices for those listening. I'm Monica. And I'm Shauna. And before we get into our ectoplasm friends, I was thinking since we end up talking about pizza so much on this show first off it really should have been called pizza spirits and witches and i'm still open to that like <laughs> segueing in there somehow but we've actually gotten some good recommendations for pizza places and stuff like that so i figured once in a while we check them out this one isn't actually a recommendation from anybody that sent us one even though we do have a few this one is one um kind of near my house that i i'm gonna say i like it but i'm nervous saying that because i don't know monica how you're gonna feel about the pizza well I just because you like it doesn't mean it, i'm gonna like it, it means that like it's it. still gonna be stiff like a hard dick not foldable uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> um so let's check it out and i told them actually i have a cool story that's gonna go with this okay they said that they were gonna hook the pizza up because i told them it was for a podcast oh and i don't think that they disappointed look at that Oh, that's so big. Right? It's humongous. In fact, where's my phone? Let's take a picture Let's of that. Let's take a picture of it for the for the uh, Instagram or something. Smile, Monica. Pizza. There we go. Yeah, it's friggin' humongous. Yeah, and, and it is a little bendable. All right. Okay, so it's only bit. a half mast. All right. Okay, a little bit bendable. I'm taking a bite now. Let's see. Here's the true test. She doesn't have a look of disgust on her face, so so far I think it's voting okay. I'm not going to be as optimistic as to say it's going well. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's still California pizza, though. Okay. But you don't hate it. I don't hate it. Okay. So Which it's is not too bad. So it's kind of up there with, like, black cherry white flour. Like, if it's there, you'll have it. Like, if it was the only thing to eat, I'd have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had worse. For sure. This is not too bad. Mm -hmm. I think all things considered, I like it as far as like mom and pop kind of like pizzerias go. Because I've been to a couple of them and some are good. Yeah. Um, but some are just kind of okay. It's not something that I go out of my way to go back for. But when I decided that we were going to have pizza tonight, mm -hmm. I did decide like this would be the place that we tried first. And um, It's not too bad. It really isn't too bad. The only thing is the cheese should be falling off the pizza right now stringy like what pulling it from your mouth and seeing a big string i'm not seeing that to be fair it took a second to get here because of traffic but mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it was a little cold but but it's pretty good yeah. this is true so the place is called mulberry street pizza i went to the one in encino and I actually met a really awesome guy that works there named Robert. Hi, Robert. Um, I told him about the podcast, and he was interested in it and thought it was kind of cool. I told him that we are going to be eating the pizza and kind of... Giving a, like, a review. I told him that a New Yorker would be eating the pizza, and then he was like, hold up, I'm going to make sure it's fresh. And then we got these fucking giant slices of pizza that are, like, the size of a newborn baby, so... Yeah, these are big pieces. 
big pieces of pizza. So I mentioned to him, like, what the podcast was about. He asked what it was about, and, you know, I told him it's mostly about witchcraft. And he didn't, like, you know... Flinch or anything? No, just throw holy water on me. I mean, maybe he put it on the pizza. I didn't see it, though. Um, but we were talking about that, and he said, oh, that's kind of cool. And I said, you know, our last one was about, like, cryptids. Like, we talked about, like, Sasquatch and werewolves. And he had a fucking Sasquatch story. Shit. So I thought this was, like, super exciting. Like, this was all meant to be. We're having Sasquatch pizza now. Wow. Um, Where did, did he, he see one? He said that he was in the, like, Sierra Nevada mountains camping. Okay. And he was at, like, this little trail, so to speak, that you could only access through either horseback or motorcycle. Okay. And he came up on, like, a stream type of thing, like a little body of water, and, like, the ground was a little softer, and that there was a set of footprints, like, walking along the water, but there were, like, these giant footprints. Mm -hmm. And at first he thought, well, like, you know, the sun's kind of going down, I'm tired, maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me. And so he said he took a couple more steps to really get a good look at the first one that he saw, and it was sure shit was there. It was way bigger than a human footprint should be, but it looked kind of human-esque. So he was like, what the fuck? And he said he just turned around and hightailed it. Smart. Back to his camp. And this was a couple years ago. So he said, like, this was before he had, like, an iPhone or anything to take a picture of it. Too bad. I know. But that made me even more excited. And I thought, like, this pizza was kind of meant to be, you know, we get Sasquatch stories with our pizza. So uh -huh. thank you, Robert, at Mulberry, Pe Mulberry Street Pizza. Yes, thank you. And I'd love to hear your story if anything else happened that night. Yeah, I would like to know that, too. I like the pizza. I'm a fan. I'm eating their spinach white pizza and their cheese pizza, and I have zero complaints. Um, it's not so, bad. It's no. really not bad. So what kind of uh, what kind of beer are you drinking tonight, Monica? Tonight, I have my Miller. It's nice and light. It's crisp and clean, and I like it. Miller light for me. Okay. Is that the champagne of beer? No, that's that's MGDs. That's still Miller, though, right? Um, yeah. I'm looking at you guys as if any of you would know. Uh, what are you drinking? I am polishing off the rest of that Day Owl bottle from before. Okay. And um, I'm still good. I'm still rocking the ice cubes in it, but I'm not I'm not ashamed to say so, and it still tastes good. Okay, good. I'm glad you're enjoying that. Yeah, it's light. It's a little like tangy. Mm. I guess, but I like that. It's just kind of like, and it's keeping me up. Okay. So I'm okay good. with it. Very good. So in that case, guys, go buy Mulberry Street Pizza. Go drink Day Owl Rosé with ice in your glass and think of me and Monica. And drink we love some you. Miller. And drink some Miller. You guys don't have to drink Miller. It's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. We all did that in high hey, school. Hey, hey, hey. We're all, some of us out there are beer drinkers. Let's face it. I'm a beer drinker. I just, you know, have taste buds. <laughs> anyway... So I wanted to talk about ghosts today. I love ghosts. I love ghost stories. And I say this as if I'm really brave because I like to experience ghosts, but I'm also such a weenie that I'm fucking terrified of like the dark and, you know, all these other things. So I only pretend that I'm brave. But I think the most interesting thing about ghosts to me is because, well, to me, I've just, I've always inevitably like just without a doubt thought that they were real. I've never questioned that, but everybody seems to kind of have a ghost story, or most people seem to have a ghost story, and the fact that we could potentially turn into ghosts one day, I think is kind of interesting. Yes. Now, what is the difference between ghost and spirit, though? There is a, a there is a difference, and it is not something that should be um, used interchangeably, even though I know that it, it kind of is, and even I do that once in a while. A ghost is 
essentially like a spirit, but they haven't crossed over. So sometimes when we have hauntings, people either have, have these really crazy traumatic deaths and just didn't cross over. Or they didn't know they were dead or for whatever reason. And we can, we can get into that part of it in a little bit. That is what a ghost is, is someone that has not crossed over to the other side. And the thing about them is I feel like ghosts retain the stronger parts of a person's personality in life, but I don't feel it's like they're not fully, like, cognitive and thinking and logical, essentially, the way that they were in life. So I always tell people after someone's passed and they're like, no, I, I want I want the person to stay. I don't want them to cross over. I want them to be with me. I'm like, but you're not getting the whole person. Like, not only is that not okay because you want your loved ones to cross over, like, the pain's for you, not for them. Let them go. Mm-hmm. But, um you're not getting the whole person you're just getting little little pieces of them you know Mm. and so it's not really the same thing so a ghost is what you get in a haunting versus a spirit which is um like the spirit of somebody that has crossed over it's a ghost when they've actually crossed over fully ghosts are definitely a lot more I'm sorry, not ghost spirits are a lot more logical is almost the word I want to use that is more of a whole person the whole consciousness of that person so you can talk to them for instance if you're going to talk to a medium or even just going to like your ancestral altar and talking to the spirits they come to visit you in dreams and they do things like that it's a much more healthy version of a person okay so so a ghost is someone who's not crossed over yet they're still stuck here yes and a spirit is is someone who has crossed over the veil yes when we're talking about like dead people's spirits because i know in magic we talk about spirit and that can just mean any type of like energy like whether we're talking about spirit as like a universal life force spirit the spirit of a deity or or different things so spirit when we're talking about it in witchcraft can mean so many types of different things different things when um the spirit could be our familiar or all sorts of our spirit guides Mm -hmm. so it's almost like a an energy Right. With a personality that doesn't have a body, in essence, is what a spirit is. Okay. But in the sense of, in the topic of ghosts, we're talking about someone that has crossed over. Okay. Now, can you see, like, I mean, when mediums call in people or or you have a, a haunting or something, can you see spirit or you just are able to see ghosts because they're still not crossed over? I think that depends on, like, the medium and stuff like that. Um, I haven't had a problem talking to either. Okay. Just wondering. Just wondering. Okay. I think that spirits, I think, are a little easier to talk to sometimes, but sometimes ghosts are too, and it also depends on the type of haunting that we're talking about. Right. Hauntings are broken up into two main categories. You have your intelligent haunting and your residual haunting. Mm-hmm. So your intelligent haunting is when your grandmother is haunting the kitchen and gets pissed when you don't do the dishes and like throws them, or like you smell her cookies, that kind of thing. And you can talk to that type of ghost in that kind of haunting situation, and they're responsive. That's an intelligent haunting. A residual haunting is almost like you're watching something play out on TV. Like, the spirit is doing its thing, and it is none the wiser that you are there, and it won't respond to you because it's not necessarily, like, like it's a ghost, but it's not a ghost. It's like an imprint. Mm-hmm. When something really tragic has happened, for instance, like, maybe someone fell down the stairs and broke their neck on Halloween at midnight. Mm-hmm. So every Halloween at midnight, it, it replays. You see the person, you hear the noises, something falls off the wall, mm-hmm. and it just happens. And so it's not necessarily like that person's spirit is still there. Like, I guess kind of it could be. I've always kind of wondered whether or not that's a haunting in the sense of, um, like, the person is stuck there. 
so much as I think the energy because that's such a big event has happened yeah okay so so you can't like you can't talk to a residual haunting and like try and reason with it to cross over because it doesn't even really know that you're there mm. interesting okay what's your your view on on ghosts like where are you at with it well I actually lived in a haunted house when I was a child and then again when I when I first got married which I was very young but I did have had experiences that I used to shit in my pants I gotta be honest with you and um, other people that were I used to call up my girlfriends this is the second place the first one childhood one it was an old Victorian house and I always we had these like it was like um, a fireplace that but was a heater I mean it had a beautiful fireplace looking thing but it wasn't a fireplace it had a heater in there and I would hear chanting through that fireplace really yeah and then um I'm not the only person who saw these things and then there would be faces we had the front door with a little piece of glass that you could kind of see it and we would see faces I mean we and my ex would we both saw it and we just would freak out so was this in the childhood home or this, this is the childhood home okay yeah that's crazy yeah yeah it was pretty scary it was pretty scary um were they always the same faces like do you think you were seeing the faces of the people that were haunting the house yeah i believe so yeah they were usually the same face. it was a guy it was a male f face and he was kind of scary he would just put his face up against the glass like that now so it's not like you were scrying the glass like you legit no, saw someone like no. looking in yes, the glass at you. yes 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 i know tell me spooky. about it it is spooky and then later I got married very young and again another Victorian house but that house was jumping jumping I'm still kind of convinced that you're on acid for part of that it was just no, that <laughs> it's not true and the funny thing about it is where I lived as a child it was right down the street from a funeral home where I lived when I got first married it was on a top of a hill overlooking a cemetery I always managed to be around funeral homes or cemeteries for some reason, wherever I lived. And um, it was just scary. I mean, and my, my husband at the time was in a band, and he would go to rehearsals at night and leave me alone in this fucking house with my cat. And I would be shivering in my boots, I'm telling you. I used to call my girlfriends over to uh, come stay with me because I was afraid. I was afraid to be alone. Um so many things happened in that house even my people who weren't even into this would say oh my god i just saw something walk across there and i was like yes i know i know i know was it black or white because if it was black it was bad and then the friggin' lights went out everybody screamed jumped on top of each other it was just i mean at night i would just stay in my room because it was such a hike to get to the bathroom and that was the window that overlooked the cemetery that sounds I, like my kind of house. It's a popping I would, party. I would have to hold my pee all night. <laughs> all night I would hold my pee. It was just a crazy experience. Crazy, crazy experience. How long did you live there? A year. And then I said, I can't do it anymore. Do you know like about anybody that moved in afterwards or anybody's I, reports? I have no idea. No idea. But the strangest things happened besides seeing shadows. Things would go missing all the time missing just gone um my cat was getting a little loopy too from it he would just be looking at the ceiling and jumping up on the walls and trying to catch something um and i even feel like he got a little possessed at one point because my friend of mine was staying with us temporarily just for a couple of weeks 
And at night, my cat, very out of character, went on top of her bed when she was sleeping and pissed on her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, like, really creepy. I saw fire, balls of fire rolling on the ground. This is what I mean about the acid, guys. No, no <laughs> acid in here. And um, lightning bolts flashing over people's heads. What do you think that means? Because that's, like, I, I mean, I can, that's some spooky shit, and I can totally say that. And I feel like that's something that I, I would... It doesn't surprise me that that happens at a haunted house. Right, but right. What it, but that's not like a spirit or I mean maybe it what is, is but it? well, it's what not the like hell a ghost thing like unless like did they die by fire or lightning like how did you feel like seeing a fireball like roll across the floor like that's so like is that maybe demonic oh god I don't know what it was but it was scary as hell you know it was just scary I didn't know where it was coming from I mean I figured the place was just damn haunted I saw the shadows going by mm-hmm. you know it would fuck with me I had I I was making a cake one day, mixing a box cake, and you know how it says, you know, mix on high for two minutes and then mix on low for three minutes, whatever. Yeah. So I looked at my clock, brand new clock, and I got it for my wedding, and I said, okay, mix on high for two minutes, and I'm mixing, mixing, and it was like one o'clock, let's say, and then I looked up and it said 5.05. I'm like, what? Then I put my head down again, and I look up and it said 8.30. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I called my mother, because I'm, you know, I'm like, mom, what time is it? She goes, it's one ten. I said, well, there's something wrong with my clock because it keeps, every time I look at it, it keeps on telling me a different time. She goes, bring it to your uncle. He's good at fixing things. Take it down, fix it. Brought it to my uncle. He took it apart. He says, there's nothing wrong with the clock. I was like, okay. Did it keep doing weird stuff after that? Not really. I don't remember, to be honest with you, but I don't, I don't think so. I think it was just that. And, you know, the kitchen was also, the windows were overlooking the cemetery as well. The most craziest time at that house was, and it was making my husband like violent because things would go missing. Like, like one time I took my glasses off and the only thing we had in our room was a bed, a brass bed, because they had the built-in closets and the drawers. So we didn't have any other furniture beside a table with long legs, no, nothing, no drawers, nothing, just a tabletop and the bed. And I took off my glasses, put it on the bed, on the table. It missed. It fell on the floor. Search for it. I get it in the morning. In the morning, they were gone. Never to be found again. Money was missing. His weed was missing. And he was blaming me. So he would get irate and get into fights with me because he thought I was stealing his weed. Hot Which, hog. And so, but the worst, the worst thing I think was, it was a really big house. There was many rooms. We called this one room the music room. And one day I was sitting in the living room and I hear African drumming. And I, where is it coming from? Who turned on the stereo? What's going on? As I'm going to meet, to go into the music room, which was like off, it was the living room, the dining room, then the music room to the right. My cat was coming from the kitchen and we met in the middle and it stopped. There was no stereo on, nothing. And that was that. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, That's it, so it, crazy. it was scary as hell. I think a lot of like oh that kind of gave me goosebumps. I think um I think a lot of that is is like really stereotypical stuff for haunting at least in my in my experience and in my education. I am really into ghost stories. I grew up in a haunted house. I just think that it's so intriguing and I just I just love it. It's this, ghosts are my Sasquatch. Okay. And I was on a couple different paranormal teams. I had my own paranormal team and I got to research it. 
not just from like a witchy standpoint, but also a scientific standpoint, which I thought was a really fun and an interesting thing to do. So when you were talking about how it kind of like made your husband violent and how it would kind of like elicit these fights out of you guys, that's super common. And, oh, is it? Yeah. And I mean, sometimes marriages don't even last. Like rela- relationships can't last through haunting sometimes Shit. because the, the, the ghosts, the spirits, the, the entity, so to speak, because sometimes, because I don't know, some of the stuff that you're saying, like... If that was, like, a human spirit or ghost, it was probably, like, a really, like, fucking weird and angry one. Not like demonic hauntings are super-duper common, but, I mean, it doesn't... It just sounds like it was there. It was something negative, for sure, and more than just, like, a regular, like, cranky yeah, haunting, yeah. you know something what I mean? going on, man. I'm telling you, I would be shivering in my timbers every night. Every night scared so one of the reasons why they they kind of create that anger and do that is because everything everything needs to eat we as stragas eat pizza yes um but and you know like dogs eat dog food whatever spirits eat energy Ah. they eat energy it's almost like the same thing as magic the more energy you put into something the more results you're gonna see from your spell it's kind of the same thing with ghosts and spirits the more energy you give them like the more you're feeding them and that energy can be from anything like electricity and lights going off and stuff like that to energy like your your emotions so they can kind of like take that that anger or that that funkiness and like kind of create that hostile atmosphere and that way once you guys started getting into it it like had a whole buffet to feast from oh wow so if you can remember like after fights and stuff like that did you think that it was kind of like more active the spirit I don't remember to be honest with you but you know we were he was kind of angry at me all the time because everything kept on happening my yeah. pentacle, I had a beautiful pentacle that my mom had made for me. It was like beautiful, it was white gold, gone, never to be found again. I think it's interesting too, like when you bring that up, because that was one of the things in my house when I was a little kid that would happen all the time was stuff would go missing. And we all knew that the house was haunted, specifically it was my room. And I don't know why I was told this. And like, I guess as a little kid, you always just kind of like accept it and don't question it. But it's just like, he, he haunted the entire house, but it was from my bedroom in the closet. They were always like, there's a portal in your closet. Uh-huh. But the only thing that ever really came out of it was this ghost, which later as I grew, started growing up um, as I, a kid in, I think, like elementary school, I started reading Harry Potter. Uh-huh. And so I named him Peeps, who is the poltergeist in Harry Potter. So I always called this ghost Peeps. And he would just steal your shit. And most of the time you would get it back, though, but, like, if you were actively looking for it, you would never find it. Like, that St. Anthony, like, little pair didn't do shit. Nope, nothing. But if you just said, like, peeves, can I please have my X, Y, and Z back, and then you'd stop looking for it, it would show up usually within about 24 hours, but in a weird place. Right. Um, Like, and I remember one time, this was the weirdest one, I was looking for a ball of yarn. And I was looking for it, and I was looking for it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So finally, I'm like, okay, going to ask Peeps. And I asked him, and I was standing in my grandmother's room at the foot of her bed talking to her. And no shit, the ball of yarn just dropped from the ceiling onto her bed. Almost like... (laughs) Here you go. Like, yeah, like, basically, here you go. But it was like, she had a ceiling fan above her bed. And for a minute, like, that logical part of me, I'm like, were you fucking with me? Did you put this on top of your fan? But it just, out of nowhere. That's crazy. That's creepy. Yeah. It books all sorts of stuff. And so when I started dating my now husband, I told him that my house was haunted. Like, he thought I was ridiculous and crazy. 
And then we went somewhere to like a bookstore and he bought a book. And then the book went missing and he tried to blame my dogs who, I'm sorry, my dogs are perfect and well behaved and would never do anything like that. Um, but honestly, it wasn't my dogs because if it was a dog, like you'd see ripped up paper everywhere. Sure. And so I was like, you need to ask the ghost for it back. He's like, I'm not asking your fucking make-believe ghost for my book back. I'm like, you're not going to get it back. So he finally asked Peeps for it. And a little while later, someone came and was like, hey, this was on my bed. Who does this belong to? Oh, wow. And he's like, how did that happen? I'm like, see, it's a ghost. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, so they, they do steal your shit sometimes. And it's kind of interesting because a lot of people, when they... They have something go missing. They automatically blame the fairies. Right. You know? Sure. And so it kind of makes me wonder how many times people are blaming fairies and it's really a ghost, or how many times, in my case, I'm blaming a ghost and it's a fairy. Right. You know? Yeah, because fairies do that mysterious stuff, too. Yeah. A lot of times, though, with spirits, like I said, sometimes, like, can it be, like, malicious and scary? Yeah, it can be, but generally it's not. Generally, it's it's people that have just lived in that house. Like, they lived there first, and they're still just kind of, like, hanging out. And, you know, they don't really mean much by it. And, and things get kicked up a lot, especially during, like, construction. And a lot of that is because, first off, there's just so much energy going on with the changes, things getting moved around the house. All those electrical equipment coming in, being turned on, like, the spirits can use that. And also, like, you have to realize, like, sometimes they're not fully aware that they're dead, and they just still think it's their house, and so you're fucking destroying their house, and they're like, what are you doing? What about the people who create their own ghosts, so to speak? Because I know there are situations where people really, from their negativity, they create these entities around them. It, they create them. It's not something that's there already. It's from their negativity and from their uh, something that's not right in their life, and they they dwell on it and they create these entities, these negative en- entities. Yeah, and usually that's that's actually what a poltergeist is. When we think of poltergeist, uh, especially with like you know pop culture and stuff, we think of like really noisy spirits that like throw shit and are just like a little bit more aggressive, but that's not it. A poltergeist is exactly what you said. It's not a ghost. It's an entity that's almost like um, an ethereal version of your yourself, your extra energy, your anger, yeah. so to speak. And a lot of people, this happens to them. Not necessarily like they're like actively creating it, because I think if you think about it hard enough, you can summon a ghost. Like anything, if you want it that bad, it just shows up, you know. But uh, poltergeists, I think usually tend to happen when people are a little bit younger is when it starts and sometimes it'll go away and then come back when they're older is what a lot of people will report generally it's women and young girls that have this experience but that doesn't mean that it can't happen to a guy and um the trick is is to manage your anger Mm -hmm. and manage your emotions and when you start to get angry and it flares up your poltergeist flares up Mm. my mom has a poltergeist and she's had ever since she was a little kid and i think hers came from like a really interesting run-in that she had with a spirit uh from astral projection actually Mm. and then so it's some type of attachment i was talking to a parapsychologist who told me she was like, no, that's that's a poltergeist. Mm. And so it's just like weird things would always happen around her. And she would try her hardest to like maintain it. But I remember one time sitting on her bed talking to her and she was really mad at her boyfriend at the time. 
and across from where her bed was there's like a walk-in closet and a hallway with like these built-in shelves and her computer was on it and so she was kind of going on about whatever it was her boyfriend did and the computer lifted itself off of the shelf and flew across the room and broke Mm -hmm. I had that happen when I was doing a reading for somebody so I have a witness here so we're talking about this girl's grandmother who she considered her mother because that was the one who raised her mm -hmm. and I had this clock in there that had a little shelf on it that went down so it was pretty secure this little picture because it was down in the shelf it wasn't like on top of a, a shelf and that fucking little picture came flying off of that thing and she was like oh my god I said your grandmother's here yeah. <laughs> that, that was, I mean, that's what I thought. I mean, you know. Yeah, and a lot of times that's all it is. It's just like spirits trying to, to get your to attention. You. Yeah. yeah, get those nudges. Um, but yeah, so, but the people can definitely create their own their own spirit, so to speak. And it, it's a poltergeist, and that's basically what it is. And so if you have that, from my, from my understanding and my experiences with them, it's not something that you get to banish. You can't just go buy some, like, get out, stay out, or Florida water and make it go away you have to it becomes like your responsibility to yourself that you have to manage your emotions and get a better understanding of yourself right. um to keep it in check because uh -huh. it's it's a part of you you can't get rid of a part of you right but even on that note i think that you know if you believe in something enough you can summon spirits yeah and you can create it you can, you can create totally it. create it and people hold on to their ghosts that way and this was one reason why i actually stopped doing paranormal investigations i used to like actually go to people's homes and do investigations and i stopped because i realized that unconsciously a lot of people like their ghosts ah. and it's like whether they like it because it it makes them feel special because they like, talk about a weird fucking problem to have ah. you know so it's definitely a cool water cooler talk or you know when you're right. at the office um or a lot of times it's because the people don't understand it because a lot of times when we move into haunted houses or our house randomly becomes haunted because that happens too because spirits you know have their own highways that they travel so they can come and go in your house uh -huh. um and people won't know who it is like when you when you think that your house is haunted you want to think it's someone that you know and just think right, like you know right, someone's right. visiting you but that's not always the case <clears throat> and i would have people you know, I'd do these investigations, and I, I'd see some weird stuff, man. And I'd be like, okay, like, you know, like, your house needs a cleansing, and, you know, I would do it, or someone would do it, or whatever we gotta do. And, you know, when you work with a paranormal team, like, they do these services for free. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's all free, and, you know, the equipment costs a lot of money, and the time, and the gas, and everything to get to where you're going, getting the team together. I mean, it's like herding cats, just trying to get people to the same place at the same time. And then all the hours that you have to spend record reviewing your evidence, then the cleansing, like, it's a lot. It's a lot of work on the person, and they just do it because they love what they do. There's no financial gain to it. So after all that, when I would do a cleansing, then i tell people, like, you need to leave this alone now. You need to stop thinking about it, and you need to put your mind elsewhere. And the spirit will go away, and it'll stay away. But, like, you have about, like, this two-week period where you really need to be very mundane and not think about it, not wonder about it. I know that's easier said than done, but if you start feeding it again and giving that energy and giving it this buffet to chow down on, it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. And I shit you not, every fucking time these people would call me like three, four weeks later and be like, yeah, I tried really hard, but I just, I couldn't think about, you know, I didn't know who it was. And I just, I really want to know who it, who it is and why they're here. And so it's back. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I can't keep doing this. Like you're doing, you like it at this point because curiosity killed the cat, you know? There was another incident when I was a child at a dance studio I was at, and 
uh, was on top of a movie theater. And um, as I got older, I started teaching there and I was able to lock up at night and stuff like that. So when I used to lock up, me and my friend walked down the two flights, three flights of stairs, and then we looked up at the window and there was this little boy in this blue velvet Victorian suit with a little cap looking out the window. And I'm like, holy shit. So one day I mentioned it to my boss just in passing just to see what he had to say. And I said, yeah, you know, I saw that we, both of us saw this little boy. He goes, yeah, I know. I saw the little boy too. So it wasn't just- No big deal. No big deal, but this little boy would just look out the window, look down out the window. And one time I was just not even supposed to be at the studio. I was just shopping in the area and I passed by the door that led up to the stairs and I heard Monica. No. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, that was scary. (laughs) That was really scary. So yeah, so I mean, they're around. Yeah, that's I mean, sure. I've I think the best. I mean, I have I have a lot of ghost stories, and like I have one where I was um, investigating this apartment in, I believe it was East LA, and the the tenants, the people that lived there, said that there had been like an oil rig there, like previously that had exploded and killed people, and I don't think I was ever able to verify that. But she said that, you know, her house has always been really haunted. Her daughter, who at the time was 21, wouldn't sleep in her own room. Hadn't slept in her own room ever. And I was like, that's really trippy for, like, a young, like, teenager to a young adult Mm -hmm. to not want their own bedroom and not want their own privacy. Like, that's some fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. So we went there, and they were moving because at this point the building was going to be torn down. Great. And so, I mean, like, there's things in, in, like, boxes and trash bags and, like, all the regular moving stuff. But, like, just the the vibe was just off. It was just, it was funky. It was heavy. It was, it felt like I just walked into, like, a haunted maze, like, in Halloween. Like, I was waiting for something to, like, jump out and scare me, you know, is what it felt like. And I walked into the girl's bedroom. They had shown me around, and there was these two really heavy, solid wooden doors that were, like, French door style for her closet. And they left me alone in there, and just fucking cockroaches came out of nowhere there's so many cockroaches and i don't the two things i don't fucking do are bugs and aliens Uh so the fact that i didn't start screaming and crying and run out of there and light myself on fire was fucking amazing (laughs) um but you could you could fucking like hear them later when i was listening to the recordings like you could hear them crawling around (sighs) but the weirdest thing is anyone that's ever had a roach problem will tell you that they don't like confine themselves to one room yeah. If you have them, they're, they're everywhere. Right, right. They were only in this girl's room. Oh, man. Only in her well, room. That's and pretty those... typical, right? Like flies, bugs. Yeah, that, and that's a sign of like a lower vibrational, vibrational, like demonic, like bad juju thing is you, like you get like bugs, flies, roaches, and not like just like regular, like you live in like a crappy apartment building roaches, but like weird infestations where they were all over this room. And... Then the doors opened all by themselves, and we were in the building was old. There was no air conditioning. It was the middle of summer, so not only was I covered in bugs, but I was covered in sweat and just not a happy camper. And the trippy thing was, like, her mom's room, which was right next door, her mom, like, was not fucking around and had crosses all over everything. Like, the woman took chalk and put crosses on her curtains. Uh There was not one damn bug in there. There Uh was nothing i think there was a daddy long leg but spiders are like protection right so it's just really interesting to see that 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 was there but as i was leaving and we're talking and you know when we got like the door on on 
camera and like a couple other weird things that happened but she was like standing there with her back to the front door we were talking and saying thank you and you know i'll get in touch with her blah 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 and it's something like grabbed a wad of her hair and just held it straight out like like pippy long stocking style and i was like oh shit and i grabbed my phone to try and take a picture and the second my phone came out it dropped her hair again Wow. Yeah. So, but since then, she's moved. I've talked to her, and she's doing great. So that's, that's like, good. I'm really happy that nothing followed her. Well, you know, my my I lost my two pets last year, my dog and my cat. And I, I have two dogs left. And um, at night, laying in the bed, they're right next to me, my two dogs. And I swear, I feel my kitty come walking the footsteps right up the bed, right up to where she used to sit on top of my head on the pillow. And I know it's I know it's her. I yeah. know it's her because it's not my guys because they were right next to me. Animals come visit. So that in that instance, that's a spirit. That's not a ghost. Okay. Because she's not haunting. She's no, not. No, she's just visiting. She's just visiting. So yeah, so spirits do that. Like I've had my dogs come visit me and my cat. I don't think no. I have I have seen my cat hang out in the hallway, but my cat even came and visited my roommate, which oh, wow. was interesting. My roommate said he was laying on the bed and he could feel yes yes the weight and he thought it was one of the cats that i currently have and he's like you're not allowed in here what are you doing in here and he goes and he looks and nothing was there and he's like oh hey wilson like he knew so our our pets come visit us our loved ones that are humans come visit us so just because someone is gone it doesn't mean that they're really gone i think the best way that i ever had it described to me um was that they just walked into the other room and the door is only slightly ajar. Like, it's not closed, it's not locked, but it's just a little ajar. So, like, you know, once in a while, if you yell out there in the other room, they'll yell back and you can kind of hear them. They can peek their eye in and check on you, but they just can't come in the room anymore. And just know, this is the month where the veil is very thin between the living and the dead. And so the communication and um, appearances are going to be stronger now. Absolutely. Right? Because of of Samhain. If this was a time, this is a perfect time if you've ever wanted to really try and strengthen that psychic muscle and give it some exercise, try and communicate with spirits and things like that, now is the time to do it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, you'll be able to kind of ease into it a lot smoother than you would any other time of the year, except maybe Beltane. Just because it's the complete opposite. So right now, while we're celebrating Samhain, the other hemisphere is celebrating Beltane. Wow. So the veil is then during Beltane, too, and that's something to think about. So come, like, late April and May, you might start feeling, like, a spike in spirit activity. It's because the veil is still thin then, too. What about smells? Like, if someone was a cigar smoker or a pipe smoker or a certain perfume, all of a sudden you get a... Absolutely. You get a scent of that, and you're like, okay... Yeah, my grandfather um, had this thing where he loved, like, peanut butter candy and apples. It was just so weird. So, like, like circus peanuts and just, like, I don't know. I just, I hate peanut butter candy now uh, other than, like, Reese's just because it always reminds me of him. But you could smell him sometimes in, like, the back part of the house that was his. Just randomly, you would just smell this, like, peanut butter, like, sweet peanut butter that kind of just, like, float through and then back mm. out. And it, and it was only in his part of the house. Wow. Yeah. And another sign is it's very cold in spots in your house. Yes. Cold spots are definitely a sign of, of ghosts mainly. But, yeah, spirits too. But I've also had hot spots. Oh, really? That I couldn't explain. And I think I've had, I've experienced cold spots, but I actually think more so I've experienced hot spots. So it's just basically just drastic change in the, in temperature. the, in the temperature around you. And sometimes it's in very isolated corners. So it's not even going to be the whole 
the whole room. It's no, just like a it's corner. Or, or a room or a particular room. Now, how I know that spirit or ghosts are present, I, when I walk into a place, they sit on my chest. I can, all of a sudden, I can't breathe. I have a hard time breathing. So I feel that's what I call it. I call it they sit on my chest, and that's how I know. That's okay. my indication how I know. Are you able, because everybody's gifts are different, are yes. you able, so that way you can tell that there's somebody there, there's something up, but can you tell who it is or not anything? Real, not really. No, no, I just know that this ghost spirit present and you know don't forget about the portals in the house like mirrors closets underneath the bed the in-between places underneath the bed you know when kids freak out because they say there's something under the bed there's probably something under the bed yeah it's a tween place so it's like mirrors and basements and attics and in you know doorways these are all in between places this is the places where you'll find spirits and ghosts you'll correct? find spirits this is like these are also considered really magical places yes um, like in nature we would find them like the backside of a waterfall is considered an in-between space right and they're spaces that physically exist they take up space but they're not something where humans dwell we don't live in hallways we don't right. go behind waterfalls and shit like that you know and so, yeah, this is where you see them. And kids are really psychic. Kids yes, they really are. see yes, a lot. They are very intuitive. I mean, how many times have you um, been somewhere where you feel like, I mean, there's something in the closet? Yeah. I mean, everybody's or afraid to go in the basement because it just feels funny. It doesn't feel right. It feels scary. Exactly. So when my niece was about five or six, her mom gave me a call and said that she was... Um, seen a bad man in the hallway and this was a little bit after they moved into their apartment so i gave her some florida water and we put it in a spray bottle and like decorated it and stuff for her and it was kaylee's ghost get gone spray okay and so we taught her like you know when you see him you say no this is my house now you need to leave and you you squirt him with the ghost get gone spray and i remember kaylee's like well why does this work i'm like didn't you know i was a professional monster killer She's almost 13, and now she doesn't really believe it, but I'm really hoping I can get her to believe that I'm a monster killer again. Because do you see monsters? No. You're welcome. Um, but that actually led me to really think about this, because this is something that is a problem, especially with people that have young children. Yes. They report nightmares. Yes. Or being woken up in the middle of the night, having weird things happen. I remember I used to see a lady standing behind my door and things like that. So yep. this is an actual problem. I was talking to somebody today who has a 16-year-old who will wake up in the middle of the night and see, like, dead folk, but, like, really, like, fucked up, brutally beaten dead oh, people. God. So, you know, like, portals, again, so, like, things kind of come in and out. So on top of, like, you know, a slew of, like, warding and other things, I've created this actual ghost get gone spray that I do make that does help. And what goes in it, it's... Um, Florida water and you put rue in it like a fresh sprig of rue I used to do dried rue but if you have it in a spray bottle the dried pieces get in the like little spray pump and break the bottle so now I just do um, fresh, fresh rue uh -huh. or you can do oil if you want and camphor Oh. And you shake that up and you put that together and I call it my ghost get gone spray. And I recommend that everyone have a little bottle of it for especially if you have kids because it also helps with nightmares just in general. Any kind of bad dreams and just those spooky vibes and kids respond to it really well. And Rue is very protective. It is. Another thing you can do is put a clear bowl of water under your bed. 
And then get rid of it in the morning? Every, yeah, every night you have to replace it. Because it kind of catches nightmares and catches stuff. I was told that by um, Carrie, one of the owners of Green Man. Oh, really? Yeah, she told me something kind of like that. She said, like, if you have, like, a glass of water or something, like, on your nightstand table in the morning, if there's any left, it has, like, bad spirits and bad energy in it, so don't drink it. And it's funny that she said that because as I got older, I wouldn't drink water in the morning if it was left out, and, like, I would drive my husband crazy because I'd be like, can you get me water? He's like, it's right there. I'm like, no, that's used water. I can't drink that. Uh And I just won't. See, he's like sign because it's true and I won't drink it so after I heard that I'm like that's why it's because there's weird things in it I have a story there was this um, friend of ours of these friends of ours they were twins and they lived in uh, Bergenfield or Bergen County New Jersey and their house was built on Indian burial grounds oh no and they were just normal people they were not eaten to this but they said that they would see tons of Indians just tracing through like Right through the house, mm-hmm. and then they later found out they were they were on top of Indian burial grounds. And don't that do case, that. Yeah, there's honestly like ghost get, gone spray is not going to help you with that. What's going to help is a real estate agent, right? And you just get the fuck out of there, right? I think that you really need to kind of research where you're going to live, or if you want to be a ghost hunter and you want to understand these things. I have people asking that all the time. How do I start being a ghost hunter? Research. The best type of a ghost hunter is someone that's very analytical, a little skeptical, Mm -hmm. but also someone that is really into history, someone that's a good researcher, because just because you're in a brand new building does not mean mean anything. It doesn't mean shit. I've been in a brand new apartment building when one of my friends moved. That place was haunted as fuck. And I told them, they're like, no, it's a brand new building. I'm like, it's not brand new land. This land has been here forever. You don't know what's been here. Learn about where you're at. So if you want to learn more about ghost hunting, you want to learn about the haunted places in your area. I mean, with Google, we can just kind of research like, you know, haunted places, Los Angeles. But usually the same kind of places over and over again are going to pop up. There's plenty of other places that are haunted. My recommendation is look at historical landmarks. Uh-huh. And look at older buildings or buildings that have had like crazy like traumas happen and things like that. There's plenty of places that aren't coined as being haunted that are very active. I've been watching this series in the morning when, as I'm getting ready. I think it's called Haunted America and they go to different cities, different states and they go tell. Now today I was watching something about uh, when the gold rush, the cowboy days when the gold rush came in. Mm-hmm. And you know they, they talk about the, the haunting, the people, you know, and of course New Orleans and Salem and all these places that have hauntings because of, of the history. You know, the, it, every state has their story. Every place has their story and I used to get really annoyed being from Los Angeles because L.A. is kind of new, you know, and especially like here, we don't preserve old buildings. We don't preserve anything old. The second something's even remotely outdated, that shit gets torn down. And in today's age, it it all gets turned into fucking apartment buildings, you know, compared to all my friends that are from back east or these different places. And there's all this old stuff. But then I realized that there is haunted stuff here. You just kind of have to look for it. Yeah. Even like the Hollywood sign is haunted. There was yeah, an actress that jumped off of the Hollywood sign, and people report seeing her a lot. Um, I've lived in plenty of haunted houses. There's all sorts of stuff. I got to go to um, Sybil Brand Prison, not because I'm a criminal. I was there for ghost purposes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in one of the cell blocks, and you could hear like the gates slamming closed. Mm. And my first thought was that someone I was with was like fucking around. But I found the source of the noise, and it was one of the gates. And I had 
these like vibration sensitive little lights they look like little tabs and if you like put them on something and moved it they would like light up and blink and i put them all over all these gates and i waited and you heard the fucking noise again not one of them lit up and that is what we call a residual noise, kind of going all the way back to the beginning of this episode when I was talking about intelligent versus residual yeah. hauntings. That noise was a residual haunting, meaning that gate had been closed so many times that it just reenacts itself sometimes, like on autoplay. Uh, what about imaginary play, play friends for kids? You know, that's a really freaky thing because I was an only child, and so I had imaginary friends. Yeah. And now seeing where I am today and that I do see spirits and that I am just a little weirdo, I ask myself, were those just imaginary friends or were they real spirits? Were they real people? Um, I I think that it's definitely both. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, my daughter had one. Desiree had one and she called this, this, this imaginary friend Milky and she was about two years old, still drinking a bottle, and she would come to me and say, give me more milk. And I would give her milk, and about five minutes later, it was gone. I was like, where's the milk? Milky drank it. Well, it got to a point where I would come into the room, don't sit there, Milky's there, okay? But then Milky started telling her to go out and play in the traffic. See, that's a fucking ghost. That's a spirit. That is not an imaginary friend. That's horrifying. Mm -hmm. So what did you do? How did you get rid of Milky? I don't, I think we moved. I think we moved from that place. Yeah, I think that's what happened there. But she was like, I'm like, no, you're not listening to Milky. You're not going out. You're not going outside this house by yourself. You're oh two God, years that's old. that's so fucking scary. It was scary. It was Cause, really scary. Because that, to me, it's just really, it's really realistic, especially with how like psychically sensitive kids are. So I kind of wanted to segue, because I feel like I got really excited about this topic, and we've had like lots of really cool ghost stories. But I want to talk about how to deal with the ghost. Once you have a ghost, if you think even that you have a ghost what do you do and the first thing that you do is just tell it to get the fuck out whether we're talking to a frat boy or a ghost no means no and so you can just tell it and honestly if you say it with enough confidence it really works i've had instances in the house that i'm at currently one time i got woken up in the middle of the night by a spirit and i'd been drinking that night i kind of just like stumbled in the door and went to sleep and i saw this spirit and i'm like okay and i realized it was there i'm like what do i do and i'm like I'm drunk. I can't. I can't do anything about it. You don't. You're not supposed to witchcraft while inebriated. Yeah. And so I just looked at. It, I'm like, I'm too drunk to deal with you, and you just need to go away. Uh huh. And it did. Wow. You know. And so sometimes. Do you think they take it. advantage of our weakness if we are drunk or high or sick or? Absolutely. If you are suffering from, you know, any type of mental or emotional illness, if you're suffering from. An addiction, those kinds of things make they because we are all born with like natural defenses, and those types of things weaken those defenses because our energy is caught up trying to heal us from something else. So, spirits can absolutely take advantage, and that's another reason why I don't um, ghost hunt if I've been drinking. I don't, if I'm buzzed, I won't be in ritual, that kind of thing. Like, you just don't do that because there's protection and steps that you need to take to watch your back right um so that's why in that case i was like this ghost is here like there's really not much i can do other than just tell it to go and i was i got lucky that it worked and a lot of times it will i think a lot of people go really crazy with sage and they're like just Ugh. sage the fuck out of everything and the only reason why that ghost is gonna leave is because sage stinks guys like yeah. seriously relax <laughs> i don't like to smell of sage i i don't use it if i don't have to 
I don't really use sage that much, but I think it's because it's just so overused that it's kind of affected my relationship with it that I don't believe in it as much anymore. Um, if I was going to smudge my house because of, of a haunting and to try and get rid of a ghost, usually my go-to, I try, I asperge, which is I use like, you know, sea salt and water or Florida water or holy water and a sprig of rosemary or rue and I flick the water everywhere. Rosemary is usually my go-to. Rosemary and camphor. Camphor is a really good exorcism and cleansing, banishing herb. If you guys don't have camphor on you, but you have a ghost, just fucking smear Vicks all over the walls. Like, you're fine. Um, camphor is one of the ingredients in Vicks. So if you smell camphor, that's what it smells like. So see, guys, it's like not that Vicks is like medicinally good for you. It's just that you have a spirit in your sinuses. And the Vicks is just like the power <laughs> of Christ of compels you. Right, the, cast, the power of Vicks compels There we go. Oh, wow. So that those are like some really good things to do. But also like a lot of occult shops will have their own blends for it too. So you can kind of get incense and smudge with that. Green Man has one called Get Out, Stay Out. I think yes. that's the name is really funny i was actually really surprised because normally when you think of like a banishing anything you think of something really stinky and intense but i thought that the get out stand actually has like a pleasantly nice smell yeah, it's not bad yeah not it bad. smells pretty good but rosemary's some really hardcore shits and a lot of exorcism stuff so you can definitely use that and burn it hang it up of your doors yes um i've also been taught that you take olive oil and you put crosses on your windows you can also do that with casa Korea. Yes, the which egg is shells, the eggshells, egg right? You can make crosses on your door, your windows. Yes. Yeah. Sea salt comes. in the corners and around the the outside of your house and the inside of your house. I also, whenever I moth, and this is something that I just do, and it's just like a cleansing thing too. But especially if it's um, if I have like a spirit thing going on, is I will mop my floors with Florida water. Uh-huh. And you can even go online, like especially in like. Conjure and in Hoodoo, there's lots of floor wash recipes yes. for things. So you can find exorcism floor wash recipes. And if you look online and you just find one that you vibe with that stands out to you, use it. Uh-huh. Use that one and do that. Um, but really, like when it comes to, to spirits and hauntings, I think that the most effective type of protection and banishing really depends on your faith. So if you are super into angels and stuff and you can call on Archangel Michael. That's awesome, and that would work. I know that I've definitely done it a few times, but someone else might be like, I don't really vibe with that. That's not my jam. I work with, I don't know, the the Greek pantheon, the Hindu pantheon, or I think witches are fucking crazy, and I'm just Lutheran. Like, whatever it is that works for you, like, you have to ask yourself when you get into these positions and get to know what your spiritual belief system is right because once you know that then we're talking then we're working on on seeing who actually protects you and if you don't know and you're not really sure but you know that like you're protected by your ancestors you know you had that one grandma that really loved you or that one aunt call them ask them uh-huh. like you know and when i mean call them i i mean like just think about them if you have a picture of them put the picture of light a candle for them and just be like i need your help like, I need you to protect me right now. And some people will tell me, like, well, I don't know anyone in my family that's died. It's like, that doesn't matter. They know you. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. They know you. So even if you don't, like, actually know your ancestors or you don't remember them, that's cool. They've been there since the day you were born. Just call to your ancestors. Just using even that genetic, ge- genetic, generic, and genetic sometimes term, I'm calling on my ancestors. I need your help right now. I need you to protect me. And that will definitely help. Yes. 
and you can always get somebody to cleanse and bless your home you can find ways to do it yourself but in certain instances especially in like hauntings because that is something that gets under our skin and gets at us it's psychologically and emotionally i kind of like to have somebody else step in and help sure um so if you happen to know a witchy poo person that can cleanse your home ask them for for help go to your local church talk to them for help call your local witch shop ask them if someone can cleanse your home because i really hate this feeling that people get of being trapped in this like living hell where you can't afford to move or you have moved and it follows you like there there are ways to get out of this it's just sometimes we need to just ask for help yes and some people are more sensitive than others my my boss's daughter uh, a couple of years ago saw there was this little girl that just totally followed her all around was in her room i mean and then even did a little film on her and she was like in tears this my, this girl this this girl because she said you know this little girl i just want her you know she, she's come looking so there was a medium there and she said she's looking to you as like a big sister and she likes being around you and you you know you've kind of accepted her but this girl would see her all the time oh, all man. the time would follow her would go to school with her it was like really like whoa yeah sometimes when we talk about like cleansing with ghosts i'm glad that you brought that up because attachments like that do happen and in that case you have to cleanse the person too yes i agree with that too yeah and that's sure. when it, it comes down to also like not paying attention to it the power of saying no yes i have a haunted doll named stephanie that i got at a vintage store um knowing that she was haunted the people i had known the owners and they um sorry i lost my train of thought um i knew the owners and they they had told me like hey something funky is going on and i traced it back to this doll and i'm sorry guys i'm really distracted there's a fucking bug it's one of those like stink bugs they've been they've been oh my god and it hops i can't (laughs) oh my god all right Sorry, sorry. It's just I don't I don't do aliens and I don't do bugs and I'm just well, I'm I gonna just have hope to it do make it. Its way over I'm gonna here, kick man. your ass, Monica. Don't even I don't put know. That it's out not there. my fault that fucker is in here, man. Guys, if Monica dies tonight, it's because I killed her because she's manifesting bugs. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Sorry, don't come sorry. this way, dude bag. Do we remember what I was saying? I need help. <laughs> we'll say- be right back, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back, and the bug is still in here, but I have, I've collected myself, I've taken my deep calming breaths, and I'm just gonna just try and keep my shit together. Okay. So, as I was saying, I have a haunted doll named Stephanie. I got her at a vintage store, and at the time, she was kind of wreaking a lot of havoc over there, and she was, like, fucking with people, she was creating depression in the people that were there, and, like, just weird things that were very out of character, and they were aware enough of like ghosts and things like that to know that it wasn't them and they pinpointed it to this doll and then they gave me a call and I got a hold of her and um there there's definitely a spirit in there and it's a spirit of actually a, a woman but she comes off like as a child her spirit is that of a child um from speaking with the doll and with seances and stuff we've learned that she died when she was in her mid 40s 
But usually when you connect with the doll, like, you feel like it's a little kid. And mostly that's because that was her mental capacity was that of a child. <sighs> and she just really, really wanted friends. And she wanted to just be loved at the time. I think she grew up in, like, the 50s and 60s. So there really wasn't any mental help back then. Like, it was very yeah. horrific, shush, shush. actually. It was shush, shush. Or just really horrific and terrible. And so, you know, she just wasn't treated right. And she didn't really have that great of a life. <laughs> So, honestly, that's just what I gave her. And I was like, cool. And I took her home, and I remember having her in the car, and I looked at her, I was like, if you start that shit up at my house, you're leaving. And I just told her right off the bat, I'm like, as long as you're cool, we're cool. And now she actually lives at work with me at, at Green Man. She lives in my room there, and so a lot of people actually will even hold her and hug her and stuff oh, like that man. during their readings. Because she's really nice. She was just misunderstood. So it was something that I just had to take a step back. I had to see where the spirit was coming from and just work with her because sometimes healing can happen even after death. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons that got me, aside from just my sheer curiosity of like spooky things and ghosts, it was because I understand that healing still needs to take place. So in this case, there was no magic involved. It was me just understanding where the spirit was coming from, having hardcore boundaries with her until we built that relationship. And now, I, even though I call her Stephanie the Haunted Doll, the doll is no longer haunted, meaning she is not angry and attached to the doll. Like, sometimes you'll see the doll and it's, it's just a doll. Yeah. But other times she comes to visit. Like, she has since crossed over and she does come and visit and stuff like that because I, I would like to think that we have grown to, to love and care about each other and we've done a lot of work together to get her to into a better space. And sometimes that's what it's all about with hauntings. It just really depends on the spirit. My advice overall with people is if you think that you are haunted or you think that your house is haunted, first go through all those mundane steps, check for the shitty wiring, ask yourself if you're, you know, encouraging it by watching too many spooky stories and jumping to conclusions and all these things. Because a lot of times it can just really be explained away. Yes. Yes. But sometimes it's not, in which case you have to remember to not feed it, not think about it that much. First start with no means no and not taking it as seriously. And from that step, try the Florida water. Try your smudging or your asperging and go from there and work your way up to these levels. If it's still something that you can't get a, a hang on, then, you know, contact us. Contact your local meadow physical store, your friendly neighborhood witch. Um... But usually, like, you'll you'll be okay. You really will. And as long as you know that, because even though there are spooky and scary things out there, it's not as common as you think. Don't let Hollywood trick you. There is not a demon lurking in every corner. Right. I think if you guys have any other questions, I, w I would love to just kind of, like, say, like, I think we might be able to help or at least point you maybe in the right direction. Hit us up. Email us. Definitely. Uh, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram, winespiritsandwitches, just because... Sometimes it's really nice to just have that space and be like, hey, I'm having this thing happen. What do you think it is? Because I don't know about you, but a lot of times I think I'm crazy. Yeah, well, we all, you know? we're, we're a little crazy. Yeah, we, let's yeah, face well, it. We, we are. But it's nice to be around other equally crazy folks. Birds of a feather flock yeah. together. And then so like when you tell me your crazy ass stories, I will be like, I feel you because you may be haunted by a ghost right now, but right now I'm being haunted by a fucking bug as we speak. <laughs> it is still here somewhere. It is. It is. So on that note, you have a shout out today. Um, you know what? Who do it? Who's your shout out for? Well, I, I want a shout out to the Green Man family. 
Thank you for listening and supporting us. We love you guys. And continue to, to listen and support us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you to all of our, our Green Man folks. I love you guys so much. I already did my shout out to Robert at Mulberry Street Pizza. Just that's so you true. guys know. I love the pizza. Monica said it's okay. It was good. That's that's a really big compliment, guys. That's the, You don't even understand how picky this bitch is. My other shout out real quick is actually going to be to Kim. Um, she is the owner of Green Magic Delight. She makes delicious um, edibles. She's paid your chef and they will get you nice and stoned at the same time but she actually sent us a message because she was listening to it today while she was working on her broom and giving her witchy writing updates so and another kudos to um norma we love you norma norma you're the shit we love you yes we do so we will talk to you guys next week send us your ghost questions never hesitate to ask us or see if we might be able to point you in the right direction send us a pizza we'll be trying it out if you'd like and we'll give you a full report on and I'm never mad if people send wine I'm just no, saying no never mad if anybody wants to send some beer and wine so on that note Merry, Merry Meet, meet Merry, Merry Part and Merry, Merry Meet again, again.